This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. In this episode of Trekking Through Compliance, we take up the episode Requiem for Methuselah. Compliance, the final frontier. Tom Fox is the voyager of Trekking Through Compliance. His mission? To explore the original series and seek out and share what it can teach you about compliance. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Trekking Through Compliance, Episode 74, Requiem for Methuselah. In this episode of Trekking Through Compliance, we consider the episode Requiem for Methuselah, which aired on February 14, 1969, and occurred on Stardate 5843.7, Story Synopsis. When Kirk, Spock, and Bones beam down to a small planet in the Omega system to obtain Ritalin to counter the epidemic of Rigelian fever sweeping the Enterprise, they detect a life form, despite the fact that ship sensors have indicated it to be uninhabited. They are then attacked by the droid called M4, which is subsequently called off by its owner, Mr. Flint. Mr. Flint demands that the landing party leave the planet immediately and threatens to kill them if they did not, do not. Kirk calls his bluff by ordering Scotty to lock phasers on their position so that an attack on the landing party will result in the death of them all. When McCoy tells Flint that the crew of the Enterprise is suffering from a disease which has the effect similar to bubonic plague. Flint recalls the progress of the disease in Constantinople in the summer of 1334. He then permits the crew two, out, two hours on his planet and offers him for services to collect the Ritalin. He invites them to his home. In Flint's home, McCoy is impressed to find Flint to find a Shakespeare first edition, a Gutenberg Bible, lithographs by Terra Nullis of Centaurus 7. Spock examines the extensive collection of unknown Da Vinci paintings, but his tricorder reveals the materials to be of contemporary origin. Meanwhile, Flint has consulted with his protege, Rena Kontek, who begs him to allow the landing party to stay a bit longer. Flint then promises to have M4 process the Ritalin and introduces Rena to the landing party, who are smitten with her. However, she seems most interested in discussing field density and its relationship to gravitational phenomena with Mr. Spock. Flint claims Raina's parents were killed in an accident while in his employ and that he has raised her. He also says Raina possesses the equivalent of 17 university degrees in the arts and sciences. When Kirk plays billiards with Raina, Spock discovers a waltz on the piano and plays it while Kirk and Raina dance. Spock is greatly surprised, for a Vulcan at least, when he recognizes the waltz as an unknown work of Johannes Brahms, written in Brahms' own hand. In Flint's laboratory, Dr. McCoy discovers the Ritalin is contaminated with iridium at a nearly one part per thousand, rendering it inert and useless. When Flint goes to, co- to collect uncontaminated Ritalin, Kirk takes the opportunity to rona- romance Reina, with whom he has fallen in love. 
While Kirk is thus engaged, M4 returns, prepares to attack Kirk, who is saved when Spock destroys M4 with a phaser. Flint explains that M4 misunderstood Kirk's actions as an attack and was attempting to defend Reyna. Just as Kirk is beginning to feel comfortable with M4's demise, a replacement M4 created by Flint makes its appearance. Kirk contacts the Enterprise to find out information on Flint and Reyna. However, the only information Uhura can provide is the planet was purchased 30 years ago by a wealthy financier and recluse named Mr. Brack. Spock finds another piece of the puzzle when he surreptitiously performs a tricorder scan on Flint and discovers he is 6,000 years old. When Reyna goes to say goodbye to Kirk, Kirk urges her to come away with him. Meanwhile, the Rytalon has also disappeared. When Kirk follows tricorder readings past a sliding panel, they find a chamber containing a series of android Reynas created by Flint to act as companions. Flint then admits to having been born in Mesopotamia and having lived literally for 6,000 years. Because of his immortality, he created a mate who would not age and die. Having learned Flint's secrets, Flint refuses to let the landing party go. When Kirk tries to warn the Enterprise to leave the area, Flint suspends the Enterprise as a small tabletop model. Flint is happy that Kirk has stirred emotions in Reyna and wishes to turn them towards himself. However, when Kirk refuses to back down, he and Flint fight. As a result of the conflict of Kirk wanting her to come away and Flint wanting her to stay, Reyna is caught in a logic loop and causes her to die. In one of the most poignant scenes in Star Trek, uh, on the Enterprise, after all this, Bones discovers that Flint has been dying, having been removed from the Earth which was the source of his immortality. Kirk's emotional trauma at, the, at Reyna is healed only when Sp Spock uses a Vulcan mind meld to make him forget. Fun fact. I found the scene at the end when Spock uses the Vulcan mind meld to have Kirk forget Reyna, one of the most touching in all of the original series. Not only is Kirk truly touched by his encounter with Reyna, but equally importantly, Spock was touched by the anguish of his friend. I really enjoyed this episode. It was great to rewatch, uh, and there's a lot of anguish in there for Kirk. There's interesting continuity uh, issues. This episode is referenced in Star Trek Voyager's first, fourth season in the episode Concerning Flight, in which Captain Janeway mentions that Captain Kirk claimed to have met Leonardo da Vinci. This would leave one to conclude that Spock's mind touched at the end of the episode only erased Kirk's memory of Reyna, not necessarily the whole encounter. Whereas Spock uses the mind meld at the end of the episode and tells Kirk forget in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, he uses the same technique on McCoy, but tells him to remember. Dr. McCoy states that alcohol easily makes dr Vulcans drunk, this is contradictory to his reply to Kirk's question about how well Spock would handle whiskey in Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. In that instance, he predicts alcohol would have little effect on Spock due to his Vulcan metabolism, yet it seems possible McCoy was really teasing Spock in this episode as Spock himself was in the film more concerned about his human half. In TNG, The Offspring, Leia, the android created by Data, also died after experience and being overwhelmed by the emotions of love. So lots in this episode. Uh, I hope you will check it out again. And uh, if you're so inclined, please leave us uh, your thoughts in the comment section. What are the three compliance takeaways from this episode? Number one, uh, always remember as a chief compliance officer, you're going to occasionally have to speak truth to power. 
Uh, Kirk says some fairly direct and one might even call them ugly things to Flint. Uh, he tells Raina directly that it is her choice, even though she's an android, but he believes she'd, her to be a sentient being, uh, really for, foreshadowing many of the uh, discussions, issues, and themes of Star Trek The Next Generation around data. So sometimes you do have to do that. You have to be prepared to stand up for not only what's right, but what you believe uh, you want going forward. Two, why is it important to bring investment into decision-making? Well, investment is not, in this situation, money, but it's getting people invested in the decision. And here, Kirk desperately tries to get Raina to invest in the decision to leave with him. He is not able to do so completely as she does not want to hurt uh, Flint, and this, of course, is part of the reason she, her circuits become overloaded and she dies as an android. But he tries to invest her in the decision-making process, and you need to invest those you're trying to bring to a compliance decision in that. And finally, uh, as McCoy learned when he uh, refined the first batch of Ritalin, practice, 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 because when it all hits the fan and it's on the line, you want to make sure that you don't make mistakes like McCoy did with the wrong Ritalin. I hope you'll join us tomorrow for the next episode of Trekking Through Compliance, which is The Way to Eden. If you enjoyed this episode of Trekking Through Compliance, you can help it grow by sharing it with the biggest Trek fan you know. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.